You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. Now, today's a great day. Uh, it's always so much, uh, such a great time when we have baptisms. Um, what a great song we sing. I love that song, last song we sing. I, I set my mind on Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. Actually, baptism is a picture of that time. It's like a, another a picture of it. Where, uh, we'll be remembering when Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. Jesus rose again. He didn't stay dead. He died for our sins on that cross. And uh, I'll explain it a bit in a bit, but baptism is like a picture of that. Um, so I want to talk a bit about the um, baptism, but I want to talk mainly on what has brought these three people are going to get baptized to this point. Uh, they're getting baptized because uh, something has already happened for them. Today, when they get baptized, something will happen for them. Physically, they're going to get wet. Spiritually, something will happen for them. There will be a spiritual experience that will happen for each one of them as they get baptized. It's not just a process of getting wet. But they're doing this because something has already happened for them in their lives spiritually. They have become Christians. Or, in other words, they have decided that they're going to follow Jesus in their life. They have received his salvation. Now, they've all got different stories. Um, but there's some common characteristics. Um, I want to read a, a, a story from the Bible about a man who came to a similar turning point in his life when he met Jesus. Now, his story is very different um, from the story of these three people. Two of the people get baptized today are little children. And you might think, do they, can they really understand what they're doing? You know, the, the gospel about following Jesus is simple. Jesus said it was simple that we had to receive the kingdom of God as children. So, yes, they can understand enough. But I'm going to read a story uh, about Jesus when he met this man. So it's in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. and It will come on the screen, I think. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor Lord. And, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Just want to highlight a few things that we can see in this story. Firstly, Jesus 
calls each of us by name. Jesus looked up in the tree where Zacchaeus was and said, Zacchaeus, he didn't say, or you, he said, Zacchaeus, Jesus knows each one of us, God knows each one of us, and he calls us by name. Do you know, if we were baptizing a hundred people today, it would not be a baptism, a mass baptism. It would be a hundred individual baptisms, individual stories, individual stories of people responding to the call of Jesus to come and follow him. Jesus calls each of one, each one of you today to follow him. You may be following already, you may not have been following yet, but he calls you by name. He speaks to you by name. He spoke, speaks to me, Tim, I want you to follow me. Come to me. Secondly, we see that Jesus took the initiative. We sang in that last song that Jesus loved us first and we respond. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus paid the price for your sin and my sin long before we, I was ever or you were ever interested in following. He took the initiative. Jesus went up to Zacchaeus and, and, and called him. Zacchaeus was just looking on. Jesus went right to him. People, when they give their stories, often when they uh, talk about the point where they made a decision to follow Jesus, they'll say, I can see looking back how God was working in my life before I was seeking him. When I became a Christian, I have to say, I, I wasn't looking for God. I was not looking for God. God found me. And even when we're looking for God, it's God that puts that desire in our hearts. He he takes initiative. The Bible, Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. God is drawing people to himself. God has taken the initiative. Next, it shows us that Jesus wants to be part of your life, even if you're a bad person. Actually, the Bible says we're all bad persons, or in another sense, we are all sinners. We've all done things wrong. But Jesus was known, they, they actually criticized him by saying he's a friend of sinners. I think Jesus wore that title with pride, that he is a friend of sinners. Jesus himself said, I didn't come to invite good people to be my followers. I came to invite sinners. If you think that church is for good people, you're in the wrong church. Because church is for sinners. Church is for sinners. No perfect people here, please. Anybody perfect? Oh, put my hand down. <laughs> Jesus wants to be in your life. And whether you think you're good enough or not, he still wants to be in your life. In fact, I want to tell you, you're not good enough. You're, none of us are good enough to deserve Jesus in our lives. It says in the Bible also, Jesus saying these words, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Jesus is standing at the door of every heart saying, I want to come in and, and hang out with you. You know, you know, 
you know, when you, when you eat with people, it's, it's, a, it's a precious, not just about food, it's about conversation, it's about spending time together, it's about being intimate in, in your conversation and talk and relationship. Jesus wants that with us. He stands at the door and knocks in, I want to come in and eat with you. There's a famous picture by an artist, I can't remember his name, where he's drawn Jesus knocking at the door and Somebody looked at the picture and said, uh, you've, you've done it wrong. You've, there's no handle on the door. And the artist said, no, the handle's on the inside. Only we can open the door of our heart to let him in. But he knocks. He's knocking on the door of our hearts and saying he wants to come in. He wants to be part of our life. And sin is not an issue. Do you know why it's not an issue for Jesus? Because... He paid the price for our sin. On the cross, he paid the death penalty for all of our sins so that, that we can be forgiven. Next thing that we see from this story is that Jesus changes lives. The, the life of this man was completely changed by meeting Jesus. You know, I, I think it's very difficult for us to change. I think we find it hard to change. But Jesus can change his life. He changed this man's life. He can change our life. But we, uh, the change comes from, from Jesus, and it comes from within. But we have to cooperate. Firstly, we have to accept a savior. We have to accept the fact that we cannot save ourselves. We sang today. Whom? I think we sang today. What, what's the line? Who? Who? O oh Lord, can save himself, his own. I'm looking at you, Hannah, because you sang it. You led you. Who, oh. Their own soul could heal. Our shame was deeper than the sea. Your grace is deeper still. No one can save themselves. And so we have to basically say, I need a savior. I recognize Jesus as that savior. So we accept the free gift of salvation, that Jesus can save our lives, that we cannot contribute to that salvation. But we also have to accept a radical turnaround in our lives. This guy, Zacchaeus, he had a radical turn in, round in his life. He admitted he was a sinner because he admitted he had robbed people. But he said, from now on, I want to I do it God's way. And that's... That's what becoming a Christian is. It's not becoming perfect. It's saying, now, the, the big decisions in my life, God is going to have a say. Turning around and following Jesus. And so these people that are going to be baptized have come to that point of knowing they need a saviour, receiving that, uh, uh, that forgiveness, and also saying, I want to follow Jesus with my life. But God, the life, the new life that we live is not just us trying to do better. God gives us a new life. It's not an old life patched up, it's a new life. In the Bible it says this, in 2 Corinthians, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. The Bible says that the old life died now we didn't die physically 
what it's saying is, and we're talking about a spiritual change. Spiritually, our old self died, and we were born again spiritually. Because our old life dies, we have a baptism. Baptism, because the people will go down into the water, which is a symbol of the old life being put to death. Well, being buried. Because it's died, we bury that old life. And then we bring them out of the water, symbolizing <coughs> that they are resurrected together with Christ. Jesus Christ didn't stay dead, he didn't stay buried, he rose from the dead. And so Tony read this verse in Colossians, it says, For when you were baptized, you were buried with Christ, and in baptism you were also raised with Christ through your faith in the active power who raised him from death. You are one time... You were at one time spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were Gentiles without the law. But God has now brought you to life with Christ. God forgave us all our sins. When we put our faith in Jesus and receive him as Savior, a change happens. A change happens in that moment that, is, that we don't really understand. It's like being born again. When I was first born, I didn't really understand. When I'm born physically, as a little baby, I didn't really understand what went on. I don't really understand it now. But nevertheless, I was born. When I became a Christian, a change happened that I didn't fully understand. And I'm beginning to understand a bit. But because I understand it or not, it happened. And so some of the things that the Bible says that changed, and when I look, when I look at these things, it, it's so black and white, so radical, that it almost feels like um, an insult if you're not a Christian. And I don't want it to be an insult because we were all there. But it says that without Christ, we are spiritually dead. But in Christ, we're made a spiritual alive. It says that we are without God. And now we're with God. You know, some people say that Christianity or religion is like a crutch. If you see somebody walking with a crutch, it's not normal, is it? It's not what you expect, how somebody to walk. That's just, it's not a crutch. We were never intended to live our life without God. It's, it's not normal as God intended it. He intended us to be filled with Christ, filled with his spirit, and walk together with God, with his spirit helping us. That was always the intention of God. <clears throat> because we turned away from God, because we sin, we're separated from God. And, and coming to Jesus and receiving forgiveness and receiving his spirit is to restore us back to normal, the normal that God always intended. And so we become uh, united with God. The Bible says that we were separate from God, separated from God by our sin. In, as a Christian, we are forgiven. All this has happened to these three people because they've given their life to Jesus. It says that we are raised with Christ. Spiritually, we are with Christ in heavenly places. It says, the Bible says that we are filled with his Holy Spirit. 
that the Holy Spirit, God lives on the inside. And this is wonderful, this one. It says we become his children. We are born again as children of God. We are born into a new family. All this happens when we receive Christ. And so the old life goes and the new life comes. So baptism is a burial of that old life and a symbol of being raised into that new life, which has already happened. That doesn't mean to say it's just a symbol. Something will happen for these three people. Something will happen spiritually when these three people get baptized. When the first sermon ever preached, Peter says this, repent and be baptized that you may receive the Holy Spirit. There's a, an obedience, a receiving afresh of the Holy Spirit when we're baptized because we obey God. The Bible says that God gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey him. And Jesus was baptized. We are followers of Jesus in getting baptized. So at this, when Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit came on upon him in power. And we expect that your life will change. The lives of these people will change some way because of the step of obedience in baptism. So just to conclude, I want to say that like this man Zacchaeus, who suddenly Jesus came into his life, Jesus, for each one of us, is only a prayer away. He can come into your life and change your life today. Jesus finished, uh, the story finished with Jesus saying, he came to seek and save those that were lost. So if you feel lost, if you feel you haven't found God, Jesus is here today to say, I've come that you may get found again by him. And you only need to pray. You only need to pray and ask him into your life and commit your life to him. So I want to I pray. I know Tony asked if you want to put your hands up. Um, and I don't know who was in the heart wanting to pray. I'm going to pray a prayer. Just what I'm gonna, The prayer is this that you want to accept Jesus as your saviour, receive forgiveness of sins, and follow him with your life. And if you do that, your life will change. Not by your own effort, by the power of God in you. And if that's what you want to do, then I just say this prayer along with me. And I'll afterwards, just or you might not understand all you're doing, but you know you want to follow Jesus with all your heart. And uh, if, you, if you pray this prayer, I'd love to chat to you and pray with you again afterwards. But if that's you, I just want you to pray this prayer along with me. <coughs> Father God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to pay the price for my sin. I want to receive forgiveness. I accept Jesus. I receive him as saviour. And I want to decide to follow him in my life with your help by your Holy Spirit. Amen.